Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Thursday, January 12th. It is seven minutes after nine with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's do it. Let's start off the show talking about President Biden. Aides to the president have discovered at least another batch of classified documents in a location separate from the Washington (laughs) office he used after leaving the Obama administration. This is in addition to the documents that they found at University of Pennsylvania. And since November, after the discovery of the documents with classified markings in his former office, Biden aides have been searching for any additional classified materials that might be in other locations he used. But let's just remind everybody. This wasn't an aide. This wasn't a staffer. This wasn't an intern. This was a former White House chief counsel who reported the original classified documents. Yeah, and Corinne Jean-Pierre, she's wholly horrific, uh, deserves whatever she gets. So part of me wanted to say, man, I feel bad this woman has to go out and defend this guy, but then she's awful too so this was actually quite enjoyable to watch uh we're gonna play some audio here from the corinne john pierre press conference Mm -hmm. and she is the queen of no answers on anything she has no answer on how these documents were found to begin with i just ask if you have any information about why the president's personal attorneys were at the Penn Biden Center in the first place? Were they looking for something specific? Was there something specific they were doing going through these documents? It just seems like to send, if it was just routine moving stuff, to send a personal attorney to do I, I would well. refer you to the White House Counsel's uh, very extensive um, uh, uh, kind of information on, on Monday that they provided. Uh, so I refer you to that. I refer you to them. What, what was that? Because I didn't get any sort of extensive information from anyone Mm-mm. no and the search is being described as exhaustive with the goal of getting a full accounting of all classified documents so rob they just keep popping up are we gonna have to go back and look at his entire calendar and retrace every place he ever went well so this is the thing right they know we know everyone knows that this guy is totally corrupt and totally compromised and was totally in cahoots with his loser criminal kid who was scheming and scamming and biden was benefiting everybody knows it the thing we need to know now is to what extent and why is it coming out now? Now, here's what's interesting. She got asked, I think this is Peter Ducey that asked this. Mm-hmm. I remember Biden came out when the Trump thing started, and oh, it's just irresponsible. How and, irresponsible. Oh, the classified documents. I can't believe he'd be so careless, blah, blah, blah. Um, so Peter Ducey, I believe it was, asked about Biden's criticism of Trump and um, what what the difference here is. And Cringe on Pierre really doesn't have an answer for that. On these documents, how could anyone be that irresponsible? <laughs> it, isn't that what this president says about mishandling classified documents? The president spoke to this personally. He spoke to this personally. He, again, he believes that uh, classified documents and information should be taken seriously. He takes them seriously. And he was surprised it's, it's to learn by any, any records. Had been, I disagree. He takes those classified documents so seriously, he himself stated he didn't even inquire what the documents are. And I love the long pause there where he's reading Mm -hmm. Biden's quote and she's like, there's no... 
She, I don't know whether, she gives him that nod like recog, there's no recognition hey I'm actually yeah. reading your boss's quote idiot mm-hmm. uh, and he has to finish the, the I mean it, it, it's hypocrisy and we, t- we talked about this it's not that the documents were found because again I guarantee you that every single president every single vice president every in the history of ever has waltzed out of that White House with something they weren't supposed to have and probably the majority of it was either A, open to interpretation, or B, was not malicious. Now, it doesn't mean all of it wasn't, but the majority of it was, because think about when you're moving. You've moved, Casey, mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. I've moved. Do you have any idea what half the crap is that you're moving when you're moving? No, because I got rid of a lot well, of stuff. Well, <laughs> most people, you're just taking a box it. We'll figure it out mm-hmm. later. But yeah. you don't get that benefit of the doubt when you were super critical and your Justice Department is investigating a, another president for the exact same thing. Also, and this is the question that I have, and I think a lot of people have, how did these records get there. Mm-hmm. And Corinne Jean-Pierre, just like with everything else, she got nothing. He had a closet with he, classified his information lawyers in did it the right found. Again, 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 again. He, did, he was right surprised thing? that the records were there. He spoke to this. So Personally, he was surprised that the, that the records were there. He spoke to this. His lawyers did the right thing. She's not saying he did the right thing. His lawyers did the right thing. So you've got no answer on how the documents were found to begin with. Mm -hmm. We know that with Trump. See, we know way more about Trump than we do Biden. Biden, Trump has been way more transparent, whether you agree with it or not, than Biden has. He took them. I took them. I thought they were mine. Whatever he said, declassified, whatever. Mm And I locked them up there, and yeah. they've been there since then, and they've never been out of that place. And the FBI knew they were there, and the DOJ knew they, or the ar- the archives people knew they were there. So whether you agree with it or not, Trump's telling you, I took them, mm-hmm. stuck them in there. They've been behind, you know, sealed, triple bulletproof glass, whatever, for two years. Biden, you can't say uh, how they were found. You can't say how they got there, and the biggest part of it all. Cringe on Pierre can't also cannot say there won't be more to be uncovered. Given the position you're holding right now, there are no assurances you can provide at this point that there are no other classified documents out there in any other office and office. Again, this is an ongoing process, so I'm going to let the process uh, continue. It is being reviewed by the Department of Justice, and I'm just going to leave it there. She's just going to leave it there like a trail of mismanagement. He's like a toddler leaving a trail of goldfish everywhere he goes. How else would he find his way back? (laughs) Rob, you're going to learn this when you become a dad. Children are messy. They leave stuff all over the place, just like our president. Uh, All right. So the only person who may be more ridiculous and irresponsible than Biden is Pete Buttigieg. (laughs) And he was all over the media yesterday uh, talking about what went wrong Mm -hmm. and deflecting blame and blaming others and that's what Pete Buttigieg and the Democrats do best. We got a bunch of audio on that. Okay, we're going to hear from Mayor Pete coming up from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, this one's you. for me, Rob. Yeah, you mentioned this the other day. You used to play this on the radio. What is said. this? This is a 15-minute song. We could go watch a movie if we wanted to. A little uh, Terrapin Station by Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, no. Are you, you're not a deadhead? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, he went there. You were doing so good. It's half my show, Rob. Any song in the freaking world you could pick, and you picked a 15-minute <laughs> song by the Grateful Dead? It's a slow burner, but it's a good Why one. Why didn't you just pick something from Beethoven? Oh, that that would would have been even better. We're not that classy. <laughs> wow. What, an, what a colossal letdown. Let's look at some trending stories. Uh, yesterday afternoon, it was announced that Disney and ESPN are being sued by a former reporter, Allison Williams, and also a producer, Beth Faber. Williams and Faber, they filed a joint lawsuit in Connecticut advancing 14 causes of action. They claim ESPN denied their religious exemptions regarding the COVID-19 vaccine. They allege that they were told... Uh, that maybe God has led you to a new career. It's an 83-page complaint, and it states that they're seeking compensatory damages, including, but not limited to, damages for emotional pain and suffering. Also trending, Girl Scout cookies. Do you like a Girl Scout cookie, Rob? I do. I enjoy the Thin Mint. Me too. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we agree on that. So the season officially kicks off on January 16th with sales running through March 12th. This year's batch includes a Raspberry Rally. This is a new flavor. It's only going to be available online, but it features thin, crispy, raspberry-flavored cookies dipped in chocolate coating. So similar to a Thin Mint raspberry flavor. Time out. Yeah. Who in the history of ever was like, what's your favorite cookie flavor? Mm -hmm. Raspberry. (laughs) Why would they do that? Well, they're always testing new flavors. Who? Has anybody ever said, I really can't wait to have my raspberry flavored cookie? The dude likes raspberry flavored, so this would be right up his alley. I like raspberry flavored drinks. See? Drink. That's the key word. But but not a cookie. It's a solid food that's a little odd. Yeah, that is. You'd think that the Girl Scout cookies would want, the Girl Scouts would want to do cookies that appeal to the most amount of people. Mm -hmm. And that seems very niche. It could be very popular. In addition to Raspberry Rally, they have the Thin Mints, the Samoas, the Trefoils, Tagalongs, and some new ones that they've added to the lineup toffee-tastic toast yay s'mores lemonades lemon ups adventurefuls and caramel chocolate chip it sounds like they're very sophisticated flavors mm-hmm. yeah they want you to feel like you're a higher level of individual if you're paying that 97 dollars <laughs> for a box of girl scout cookies how long does a tube of thin mints last you one sitting. <laughs> what remember was, was it? Wasn't it Pringles that had the slogan "Once you pop, you just can't stop"? Yeah, yeah. That should the Girl Scouts should buy that because that's the way it is. That's the way it is with Thin Mints. Finally, trending Sierra Mist. It is being discontinued. Pepsi is launching a new lemon lime soda, and the new one is going to be called Starry. Star- is, I've seen it. Yes, I've seen this. It's at yeah. the store already. Yes. Starry yeah. hits different. That's the, the new slogan. We were at the Kroger's the other night, mm-hmm. and uh, the Kroger's had the Starry whatever this is. Mm-hmm. Yes. It delivers the crisp, refreshing bite consumers have been longing for in the lemon-lime flavor. Do you and your significant other have disagreements about where to shop? No, we agree. Well, really? He does most of the shopping. See, my I'm wa- just grateful for that. My wife and I, and she always wins when we go together, which is why I try to go by myself. Mm-hmm. I am willing to deal with what is Walmart in order to save yeah. money. Yeah. And my wife will often demand we go to the Kroger's. 
mm-hmm. which is more expensive on the majority of things. But I have no shame, so I'm willing to deal with and be put through whatever and even consume less quality if it means saving $9. Do you feel like you have to put on your soft pants to walk around? <laughs> well, as you see what I wear to work most days, I fit right in at the Walmart. Yeah. Well, this story is a caffeine-free and it's going to be available nationwide in regular and zero sugar. So, if you're looking for a Sprite replacement, you can now try Starry. There you go. Okay. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And when air traffic control officials realized they had a computer issue late on Tuesday, they came up with a plan. Oh. They had a plan. Reboot the entire system when it would least disrupt air travel. And so, that's what they did. At 5 a.m. That's actually pretty brilliant, isn't it? Do it when it's going to affect the least amount of people. I mean, that was what what you would do in any other business, and it's easy to be critical of the government or whatever, but that actually probably is. I mean, it's just like a computer when you get right down to it, because it basically is a computer. What do you do? This stupid thing isn't working right. Mm -hmm. Reboot it Mm -hmm. and try again. Sounds like they had one of our radio engineers. Unplug it, (laughs) count to 10, restart it, see if that fixes the problem. Well, ultimately, that plan and the outage led to massive of flight delays, an unprecedented order to stop all aircraft departures nationwide. First time that has happened since 9-11. Yeah, and it is interesting, right, in terms of it's very similar to what we talk about with Biden in mm-hmm. the documents. The thing itself, maybe not that big of a deal because, as we said, probably every president or vice president has walked out of the White House with stuff they technically maybe shouldn't have had or it's up for discussion. But you don't get any grace when you're uber critical and are launching criminal investigations against some other guy for doing it. So it's kind of similar thing here in the sense of this thing may have not been any one individual's fault, and it probably was not. Now, maybe it wasn't properly prepared for. I don't know. I'm not an airlines expert. We all know I don't even get on airplanes, much less be an expert at them. But when, so the thing itself, not the big a deal, but when you've had thing after thing after thing after thing, Mm -hmm. as it relates to Pete Buttigieg and his job, Mm -hmm. and many of the thing after thing after thing after thing is his fault, is the fault of his boss, Joe Biden, he is and his and the Democrats are responsible for, then yeah, people are going to be mad and yeah, it may be piling on, but at, at this point, Pete Buttigieg deserves whatever he gets. Well, he said he has no idea what went wrong. Well, now that uh, the system is up and running, our primary focus is to determine that root cause. And I've directed FAA to figure out exactly how this happened. Uh, The timeline piece by piece about uh, what was known overnight uh, going into uh, last night and then coming out of it. And most importantly, uh, as you might imagine, a critical system like this has a lot of redundancy built into it with backups. So we need to understand why with uh, all of that redundancy, it's still rose to the level uh, that there had to be a ground stop lasting about an hour and a half and the kind of delays that we saw. Uh, I always love when a person who couldn't run a Fazoli's if their life depended on it is coming out in some sort of authoritative fashion. I have directed so-and-so to so-and-so, mm-hmm. but you have no idea what that even means. Right. You've just issued a directive. Do it. Mm-hmm. Do what? I don't know. Do it. Make it better. Pete Buttigieg is a moron. Pete Buttigieg has no business running anything. Pete Buttigieg is totally unqualified for this position. He did serve his country in the U.S. military. 
God bless him. Thank you for your service. But he was a disaster as the mayor of South Bend. That place, you can attest to it, mm-hmm. is a crap hole. <laughs> I went there once to see it when he was running because I wanted to see this Pete Buttigieg South Bend miracle that I had been hearing about in the media. Oh, my gosh, Mayor Pete and this and that. That place was a was it was horrific i wouldn't send my worst enemy there this guy's never done anything in terms of leadership and he keeps getting put in positions to do harm to others so the south bend tribune reported in 2019 that 50 percent of residents in south bend said the city had not improved over the past five years and the city's eviction rate lower than some indiana cities but he still remains 18th highest in the nation here's the best part because in case you can rest easy Mayor Pete said, nothing really to worry about here because, well, these glitches, Mm -hmm. they happen all the time. (laughs) Is there a critical vulnerability here where the entire country had to be stopped because of something that probably, you know, involved one sector or another? Well, again, part of what you're seeing here is an abundance of caution and making absolutely certain that operations were safe. But this is one of the reasons why uh, we need to get these answers and and have this review uh, of exactly what happened, Uh, because uh, we need to understand whether this reflects a systemic issue uh, and what would uh, be required so that there's no single point of failure here. Uh, Again, there need to be redundancies and uh, layers and layers of protection here. Uh, This is an incredibly complex system. Uh, So uh, uh, glitches or complications uh, happen all the time, but we can't allow them to uh, uh, ever lead to this level of disruption, and we won't ever allow them to lead to a safety problem. Okay, so he just made the case why I don't fly, because what did I tell you? Mm -hmm. What did I tell you? This crap happens all the time, and they got no idea what's going on. He doesn't know why it happened. He doesn't know what happened. These people... I know there's some highly trained people working at the FAA and our airline pilots and our landers and razors and air traffic controllers, but this dude's supposed to be in charge of it, and he got no idea, and it it happens all the time. He said it's a complex system, which I don't understand. He also said he welcomed the attention from Congress, especially because the U.S. is nearing the time period when it needs to renew funding for the FAA. Aha! Aha, now's the time he's going to ask for more money. Now, you could say, hey, this was an old an old corrupt file that had nothing to do with Pete Buttigieg, wasn't his fault. But let's remind you, supply chain issues happened under his watch. The, he was on paternity leave, rail strike, he was on vacation, air travel. We'd see over Christmas, over the summer, Southwest was a disaster, all of this happening under his watch. And of pilots knew about this on Tuesday, why didn't the rest of the world know about it until Wednesday? They could have given everybody a heads up before all these 9,000 passengers and flights, before all of these people went to the airport. All right, when we come back, I'm very excited, Casey. Todd Rokita and Eric Holcomb are playing the feud. Mm, Yeah, and we're going to speak with Abdul coming up, aren't we? Is that next? Yes, that is correct. All right, Abdul joins us next from 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here. And oh, look. He 
wearing a shirt and tie today, Well, too. <laughs> you're an author, you're a broadcaster, you're a provocateur. You might be the next mayor of Indianapolis, the one and only Abdullah Keep Shabazz. How are you, my friend? Doing well. Uh, still getting over uh, the loss of our uh, pet, uh, our little dog, uh, Brock. That's what my wife named him. 13 years ago passed away and so she's still kind of shaken up over the whole hmm. whole thing so we can't deal with that right now well as we talked about off air and we talked about this on state house happenings as well barack not only was a good man as i have met barack on numerous occasions he was an incredibly crafty and creative <laughs> man because barack used to master the art of going out about seven times an hour uh, <laughs> pretending he had to go to the bathroom hiding in the dark so you couldn't see him and then coming back demanding a treat and at some point you realized it was about the fourth time in 20 minutes you said there is no way that little bladder has that much stuff in it get back in this house like this dog is playing me like a stradivarius violin <laughs> We call that treat dogging. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what he did. Mm-hmm. And, he, and apparently he did it very well. Oh, <laughs> yes. All right. Hey, so did you see this uh, tweet that Todd Rokita put out last night at 9.15 about Eric Holcomb? Did you see this? Uh, yes, I did. I just I just took a look at it uh, a few moments ago when you brought it to my... Uh, is he is he running? Is Rokita running for something? Is it, are you, you said no, he's running for attorney general again. He's not going to run for senate or governor or nothing like that? Um. I, I still don't think he's going to run. I think he's probably just sort of stirring the pot. One, make sure he has a voice in this conversation because not only because he had two tweets actually. Uh, one was the let, one. Let me let me read this because this is why because he went right at the governor last night at nine fifteen randomly. Like I don't know what triggered it. The state of the ha- state say the state was over a day ago. Let me read this first one. Our reading scores are low, Governor Holcomb. A better way to improve reading and education is not pushing more money at the problem. We should use this precious time to actually teach our kids and not indoctrinate them into hating America and convincing them to change their sex. Now, look, I love this, and you know how much I loathe to say anything nice about Rokita, but in terms of a Holcomb-Rokita feud, I am Team Rokita because I would take... aging banana peel over Eric Holcomb, but what sparked this? Well, I'm not really quite sure what sparked that, but he also did a second one. Oh! Uh, at 9.54. Oh! I must have missed that. Probably after the third glass of wine. <laughs> he says, if we're going to spend billions on public health care, let's ensure our hospitals and health care providers have the, quote, best possible criteria, end quote, to provide accurate pandemic numbers so the, quote, whole economy, quote, doesn't need to be shut down again. What was this all about? I like this. I, anybody that's willing to feud, he's the only guy over 200 West Washington willing to feud with Holcomb, so I guess let's go Rukita. What is this all about? Uh, the attorney general will be coming in a point of position next year. <laughs> <laughs> what, I mean, I, any, I, I've been waiting to say that all session, all, all session long. So what, you're having some sort of meeting with Holcomb later today, right? Uh, yeah, I'm doing... Uh, the Martin Luther King Day, Martin Luther King Day celebration. Is this as the next mayor of Indianapolis? Did no, they no. ask you to attend? <laughs> no, no, no. I've, I've been doing this for years. Ah, uh, oh my God! Almost like almost since Mitch Daniels was governor, like t- t- that's I got the Distinguished Hoosier Award. Oh, oh well, sure, of course. Because <laughs> when we think Distinguished Hoosiers, who wouldn't we think of? <laughs> exactly. Um, now I'm asking the governor what what's his reaction to Rakita's uh, tweets because uh, this is. These I won't necessarily I won't go so far as to say these are these are fighting words so to speak but somebody's throwing down a gauntlet for something so it'll be interesting to see what the governor's reaction is 
uh, to all this. And I emailed the the, sick, the the attorney general's office. But I have no idea who the spokesperson is. They're in like their thirteenth one. Yeah, him and Sparks yeah. are in a strong fight for the hardest uh, Indiana politician to work for, Casey. If, yeah. If, if if I may use a, use an antedated quote here and carbonate myself here, this guy goes through press secretaries like Amelda Marcos went through shoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently he's taken over the job by himself. Yeah, appa- apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Should you do that as a politician? Should you control your own social media? If you if you understand how it works, then yes. But if you don't, uh, because some people like will, will write something they think is really cool, but it's not. So you're you're better off. You're better off whether you whether you have somebody doing it for you, or you're doing it for yourself. You're better off just waiting five minutes just to press before you yeah. press send. Yeah, uh, it's Kendall Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Abdul <laughs> is here. Uh, so the state of the state. Yes, go ahead, Casey. You just yes. Well, the I just, advice that Rob Kendall does not take. Well, I, I just think about like he he's right in the sense of obviously if I were ever uh, suffer some form of amnesia and uh, convince myself to run for political office again, which I don't think will ever happen, but if I did. And we all know I'd win overwhelmingly. I would have to run my own social media. That you can't like become a you know just the nicest guy in every room you walk into. If that's your brand, is this dude brings the heat? But mm-hmm. a lot of these guys aren't good at bringing the heat, and then yeah. they get on there and try to be snarky and funny, and they come off as ridiculous. Yeah, that's why I always say wait five minutes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Real quick. Speaking of waiting five minutes, apparently the Indiana General Assembly, the Republicans, I guess I should say, over there may want the governor to wait five minutes or more on this idea of the textbook ferry bringing free textbooks to every child in the state of Indiana. A lot of Democrat applause at the state of the state when Holka proposed that. Not so much from the Republicans. Was this a random, confused, accidental act of government accountability coming from the Republicans? What's happening? No, not not necessarily. Uh, Democrats have been pushing free textbooks for years. That's always been part of their... Part well, of their, sure, free is <clears throat> part of the party platform. Free part, everything. Part, part, part of their agenda. Uh, but, uh, but once again, the Indiana Constitution does say uh, that the state shall provide a free and equal education um, to its to its students. So, technically, by by charging for textbooks and other curriculum uh, sort of related things, you could you could technically make the argument that the states have been violating the Constitution, mm. and school districts have. So, I don't think the governor is wrong uh, with what he wants to do with with textbooks. I've never understood why you had to pay a textbook fee to be to begin with. Uh, that, does, that, 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 that has never made any sense to me since I came here to the state. Of Indiana, it's one thing to pay like <clears throat> it's one thing to pay like lab fees or or athletic fees. I get that cause that's sort of extra in addition to what you're doing, but to charge for textbooks has made no, made absolutely no sense. Can to you me. can you think of anything the government controls the monopoly on that is really well run and efficient use of taxpayer money? Military. You think the U.S. military is an efficient, well run organization? Not the people in the military, and there's no waste of the U.S. military. Let me introduce you to my friends at what is it, Blackwater or whatever they're called. <laughs> Give me a break. I, I, I would say the I would say the military is, is, is probably one of the better institutions. I think right? the argument though is if you put and we had Tony Kennedy when, on. When, to talk I would about say this. when you let the military do their job. Well, they're trained killing machines. The problem is we're nation builders. Now, anyway, the point is that this totally takes any accountability out of the equation because now you just got the textbook industry writing checks theoretically left and right to these politicians and school board members and whatever else and then well whatever deal they strike that's the deal we'll have that seems like a horrific idea to me but why 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 would they be doing it now because at least the parents are involved with having to pay it so there's someone to whine and complain to about your textbooks fees not that these people do anything about it anyway but at least you're involved in the process and you know how much you're getting screwed because you're getting screwed anyway because there is no such thing as free money or free stuff 
Did you just switch to decaf today? It is the Kendall and Casey <laughs> show. Casey, do you have anything you'd like to ask Abdul? I'm going to calm yes. down here for a second. Yes, take a beat, Rob. Uh, and okay. a breath. Yeah, so Abdul, the session began, and I'm curious, when do they actually start passing bills? Uh, the first, it'll usually take it'll be about the first couple of weeks is when things will get started uh, in, in earnest. Because for the first few days, bills are all introduced. I want to mm-hmm. say the last day to introduce a bill uh, was actually, I want to say this week. So so the bill list is, is pretty much done, except for what, what they call sort of <clears throat> what they call sort of vehicle bills. In case you got to do something with the budget or an issue pops up, you have certain numbers that are sort of reserved in case you need to use them for, use them for something else. Uh, I would say probably after next week, <clears throat> after MLK Day starts, You'll probably start to see some of the smaller bills go through. The, the bigger stuff won't happen until the until they get closer to the to the deadlines. Do they do that so you don't have time to complain about it after they do it? Is that why they wait till the very end? No, no, because just, just the bills are complicated. Oh, okay. so so like the one for pork tenderloin that'll probably happen. Relatively oh, yeah, quickly. they'll <laughs> sprint that state sandwich right out there. Uh, real quick, we talked about this in state house happenings. Zero mention from the governor on anything related to property tax. Mm. Not even as simple as well, you know, we really recognize there's probably going to be a big issue here, and we're working on it. Nothing, nothing. You surprised? Mm, not necessarily, uh, because number one, once again, the the property tax at uh, the average increase is five to eight percent. Once again, some are higher, some are lower, depending on, on where you live. And no one knows exactly what the final number is going to be until the Department of Local Government and Finance uh, finishes its math, puts the rates out for local government. So there's no point in and put in the state of the state address when you can talk to us, the media people, because we know we know you, we know you guys are all keeping an eye on it, but you can't really do anything until you actually get the final data in. And then once you get the data in, you have to be very careful when you start turning knobs, because it's like the old Venn diagram. If I turn this knob this way, then this knob goes over here, and i got to do all the adjustments. Yeah, but we talked about this in state house happenings. They're never concerned about turning the knobs when it's spending the money. They're only concerned about turning the knobs when it comes to saving you the money. I noticed whether it was a $60 gajillion for a trail or uh, gobbling up those poor farmer's land in Boone County or whatever pet project he's got for legalized vote buying or to help his cronies. No concern about turning the knobs then. Only concern about turning the knobs when it comes to saving you the money. Well, we'll just have to agree to disagree. Uh, would you like to make any announcements today? Anything you'd like to declare? Anything you'd like to uh, put forth for the public uh, at large uh, until we talk to you next week? Uh, everything is... Uh Going along quite well, raising money, getting ready to do some polling, and we'll make a decision by the end of the month. And this website that you have? Abdulforindy.com. Oh, okay. Very good. He's an author. And it's number four, not the letter four. Oh, very good. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Very classy of you to put that. It's the number four. Abdul Gibshabaz. Thank you, my friend. Hey, thank you. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning, it is 948. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So top House Republicans have been declaring for a while now that Democrats have not conducted sufficient COVID oversight and pledged to do so when they took the House back. And since they have, they're talking about it. And this uh, panel is going to make findings and provide legislative recommendations on the origins of the coronavirus pandemic, including the federal government's funding of gain of function research and also the use of taxpayer funds and relief programs to address the pandemic. 
So the question is, what are they going to do with the information? Yeah. Because it seems like, to steal a line from the office, they're really good at collecting the information. Mm -hmm. They're not very good about doing anything about the information. Mm -hmm. Democrats rarely get punished. People rarely get held accountable. So if the exercise is, well, we're going to get all this information and then we will, okay, but there's rarely a then we will. And it just seems to me like the Republicans in the House are dead set on doing all these investigations, which are fine, but I have a sneaking suspicion it will be to cover up their inaction in terms of getting federal spending under control. So Steve Scalise said that Republicans are going to be investigating the origins of COVID. Scalise, do you support reducing defense spending? No, and in fact, we haven't talked about reducing defense spending. We've talked about bringing accountability to government. A government has needed accountability for a long time, and we've seen none of that over the last two years. You know, whether it's the origins of COVID, where everybody in America has asked that question at some point in time. You know, we were told it was, you know, some bat biting a cat, and the cat bit some guy in the wet market in Wuhan. Uh, and now scientists are looking at it saying that's probably not what, ha what happened. It's probably a genetically manipulated disease that was probably manipulated in the lab in Wuhan, and yet Democrats refuse to let us even talk about that over the last two years. We're going to be investigating things like that. We're going to talk about accountability on spending in every federal agency. And if agencies are, if there's waste, fraud, and abuse in any agency, it's got to be rooted out. And so that's what we've been talking about is how to aggressively root out waste, fraud, and abuse with taxpayer dollars. And it started with the IRS bill last night. That yeah, so it's great to get to the truth, but once you have it, what are you going to do? So this this is like this is like a lady who finds her man is cheating. She had a suspicion. Now she has proof. But unless she's going to do something with that information and hold him accountable, then what's the point? Yeah. If you're not going to chop off his leg, then why even go through the exercise? And at, Just kidding. Violence is never okay. But at this point, is the origins of COVID still relevant? Unless we're willing to take action against China or Fauci or whoever is responsible. And they should be hearing about the vaccine that was forced on the American people. Right. Let's start investigating that because that is still allegedly having consequences. Sure. No, you're, you're, you're right. They have been wrong about so much. They being the government as a collective have been wrong or misleading or mani manipulative or whatever about so much of this, but they recognize that so few people are willing to hold the government accountable for anything that they'll just get away with it. Mm -hmm. And it's all at the taxpayer's expense, these investigations. You're right. And I'm not saying they're not worthwhile. I'm not saying that figuring out what happened with COVID is not a worthwhile exercise. It certainly is. But two things, and then we'll move on to the next. If you're not going to do anything about it, what's the point? And if this is just some ploy by the Republicans to get conservatives all ginned up and then not do your job on the spending, then that is not a good use of our time. Yeah, and... the. Twitter files are doing more for the state of truth in the country than the government is. Yeah. I mean, they can just look to Elon. He did all of the investigating for them.
It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Rashida Tlaib calls 22 one of the deadliest years for Palestinians and urges Congress to stop funding apartheid. She was, quote, tweeting Jewish for voice peace and their tweet was accusing the newly installed Israeli government of ethnic cleansing. So uh, Rashida Tlaib is a complete and other anti-Semite lunatic. Uh, she's part of the squad. I think she's from just outside of Detroit. Yeah, Dearborn Heights. Southfield. And she is, mm-hmm. you, you've been there? Well, I went to broadcasting school in Southfield. Well, there so, you go. Yeah. Uh, well, those people should be utterly ashamed of themselves, not because they've elected a liberal. They should be ashamed of that. But this woman is a hate-filled, vengeful, anti-Semite lunatic. And she wants, she and Ilhan Omar and the rest of the goon squad over over there want Israel to be wiped off the map. They and they and they are not shy about saying it. They are public about it. Listen to this. No person, not one, Palestinian Israeli anyone deserves to suffer or die for who they are, what they believe, or where they were born. The sooner we end unconditional support for Israel's apartheid government, the sooner we can begin making good on that belief. Israel is our only reliable ally over there. They are the only thing that resembles a an organized, fair, just society in which people are uh, have their their rights whether it's their gender or their sexuality or whatever represented and Israel has stood with us and stood for good since its inception and this woman hates this country so much and by default then hates Israel so much she wants them wiped off the face of the earth. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC 955 on a Thursday. Good morning. Foxy lady. Come on, come on.